KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, July 5th. More urgent care wanted for Southeast San Diego. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A brush fire in Santa Isabel is now at 76% containment. That's the latest update from last night from Cal Fire San Diego. The fire was reported on Saturday morning as a motorhome that had caught fire along State Route 79. The flames then spread into nearby vegetation. So far, it's burned 173 acres and forced some evacuations in the area. Cal Fire officials say no other structures have been damaged. California public health officials pleaded on Friday for people to get vaccinated. That, as the state's largest county reported hundreds of new COVID-19 infections. Los Angeles County reported more than 500 new cases in a single day, the most since mid-April. Overall, the state has seen a 17% increase in the daily caseloads in the last two weeks since COVID-19 restrictions were lifted. City of San Diego administrative offices will be closed today in observance of July 4th. Curbside trash, recyclables, and yard waste will be collected on a normal schedule for this week for customers served by the city's Environmental Services Department. Residents in other areas should check with their waste hauler for holiday service schedules. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. The pandemic laid bare persisting health inequities here in San Diego. Race and equity reporter Christina Kim has the story of one man's effort to expand health care services in southeast San Diego. We were trying to find um, just an urgent care center to get her breathing properly and that kind of thing. And Barry Pollard still remembers how helpless he felt watching his stepdaughter gasp for air in the midst of an asthma attack. The Valencia Park resident rushed to his local clinic only to find it was closed because it was a Saturday and there was no nearby urgent care centers. I was thoroughly upset that, that, um, that we didn't have it, um, especially with all of the entities, medical entities that are in here. That was four years ago. Ever since, he's been trying to get more urgent care centers in Southeast San Diego. People don't even know that they deserve an urgent care. They're so used to driving out of this community that it's not an issue. Right? Until you're a single mom jumping on the bus or the trolley to take your kid out to one of these outer lying health facilities. So there's a void, there's a, we call, we talk about food deserts, there's a healthcare desert in this community. 
Dr. Susanna Flalo is a retired Kaiser doctor. She says the need for urgent care is particularly acute in places like Encanto and Valencia Park, all of which are predominantly Black and Latino. By not having good access to health care and good health care in, in the community that you live in, um, your chronic diseases, your diabetes, your hypertension, your heart disease, things like that, just continue to get worse. Pollard says the solution to expanding healthcare access in Southeast San Diego is by getting lots of different institutions, like San Ysidro Health and UCSD, to work together and shoulder any added costs. The cost could be steep, but San Ysidro Health is open to working on it, says CEO Kevin Matson. We're happy to collaborate with uh, the Urban Collaborative and, and figure out how we can help solve this, this issue in the community. We're happy to have that discussion. Pollard's organization is called Urban Collaborative Project. And he says change needs to happen soon. Everybody is jumping on the equity bandwagon. Put up or shut up. That story from KPBS race and equity reporter Christina Kim. San Isidro Health and the Urban Collaborative recently set up a meeting for later this month to start the conversation. Doctors at Palomar Medical Center are upset over a new contract. Palomar Health is one of North County's largest health care providers, and doctors say it's prioritizing profit over patient care. KPBS's Alexander Wynn has more. Vituity has been providing Palomar Health with doctors for its hospitals for years. Now Palomar is going with a new company. The hospital system says the change will help improve patient care. The doctors who work there aren't too sure. The new company is called Emergent Medical Associates, or EMA. Dr. Sabiha Pasha is Palomar Medical Center Escondido's chief of staff. They brought a model, staffing model, that would require each physician to see 25 patients a day in a 12-hour shift. So you do the math on that. Less than 20 minutes per patient and then you have to do all your documentation. How do you take care of sick people like that? For the most part, hospitals in California are not allowed to directly employ doctors. Instead, they go through a third party. Palomar says the change was made with patient care in mind. In a statement, Palomar CEO Diane Hansen says, EMA's proposal allows us to retain all our staff, plus reinvest saved resources to upgrade patient care. Palomar says the changes will only affect doctors working exclusively at the hospital. It doesn't affect family doctors or specialists. The new contract goes into effect August 1st. Dr. Pasha says the majority of doctors are not planning on signing with a new company. And that story from KPBS's Alexander Wynn. California's new budget includes billions in new ongoing spending. That has people concerned about what happens when state revenues take a dip, which they no doubt eventually will. KQED's Katie Orr has the story. The nearly $263 billion state budget contains some new big-ticket costs, including $1.3 billion a year to expand Medi-Cal to eligible undocumented adults 50 and over, and $2.7 billion annually to offer universal transitional kindergarten. But for all the spending, Republican Assemblyman Vince Fong said the budget doesn't contain a lot of details. This bill contains 280 amendments and hundreds of new appropriations, but still lacks important specifics. David Crane is a public policy lecturer at Stanford and president of Govern California, a nonprofit that funds state legislators' campaigns. He said it's not the new spending that concerns him, rather the lack of savings. Lawmakers are putting more than $25 billion into the state's reserves, an all-time high, 
But Crane says revenue projections show that number should be closer to $100 billion to prepare for the next recession. It's like what a household or a business does. When you get a lot of money and you know that the future is going to bring less money, you save. And that story from KQED's Katie Orr. Californians with outstanding student loan debt now have new rights and protections. KQED Politics editor Scott Schaefer reports. A law signed last year creates an ombudsman to oversee the student loan industry and help borrowers navigate the new regulations aimed at holding loan companies accountable. Mike Pierce with the Student Borrower Protection Center says this is an important time to implement the law with the federal pause on student loan payments expiring at the end of September. California now, for the first time, has clear rules of the road in place to protect California student loan borrowers when the student loan industry inevitably screws this up. Experts estimate that 4 million Californians have student loans totaling $147 billion. The law is aimed at keeping predatory lenders at bay with lawsuits from the attorney general. And that was KQED's politics editor, Scott Schaefer. Officials say they hope those lawsuits won't be necessary. Coming up, a group of local breast cancer survivors are helping to heal the pain associated with mastectomy surgery. All women's clothing is designed to accommodate the bust contour. So if that is gone, your clothes don't fit right. The lightweight, wearable, and free solution they provide to all survivors. That's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Whether a cup size A, B, or D, or any letter of the alphabet, losing a breast to cancer can be a shattering experience. KPBS's Maya Trabolsi recently met with a group of tight-knit women living at a retirement home in Escondido who are helping to heal the pain associated with mastectomy one loving stitch at a time. It's like riding a bicycle, you don't forget. In her little cottage at Redwood Terrace Retirement Home, Pat Anderson's creativity hasn't slowed down over the years. After a long career as a textile designer, she still enjoys making yarn by hand on her homemade spinning wheel. And everything you wear starts with this process. Her work, both old and new, is strewn on her couch. Her friend Pat Moeller is here. This is the very first thing I ever made. Did you see this hat, Pat? No. And admires her creations from the 70s. How neat. The two Pats call this tranquil home in Escondido the magic place, as it's become the setting of their new friendship, as well as a surprising grassroots movement called SBW. And that stands for Sisterhood of the Boobless Wonders. The Sisterhood of the Boobless Wonders are breast cancer survivors and part of a trio of knitters who have literally taken comfort into their own hands in the shape of hand-knitted bust forms aptly called busters. And here they are. They're nothing more than a specially designed accessory. 
In the six years since Pat made the first prototype, the Busters Project has helped more than 1,200 women across the country who have undergone mastectomy surgery. All women's clothing is designed to accommodate the bust contour. If that is gone, your clothes don't fit right, and you end up feeling dumpy and unkempt. Pat says most of all, it shows. And until now, the only official solutions offered to patients were surgical reconstruction or medical-grade silicone prosthetics, which can be heavy. Busters, on the other hand... This weighs less than an ounce. They're soft, they're washable, natural, and normal-looking. At first glance, busters may look simple. These are tricky to make. Pat says there is a very specific knitting technique that involves the direction and the grain of the yarn. And Pat has proudly patented the design. We've got a contour here but it has to be flat on the back. What makes them even more unique, unlike prosthetics, is that they are customizable in size by simply adding or removing the filling. Almost a full cup size larger or smaller. Every last detail has been considered. The light, bright, cheerful colors help women remember that they are breast cancer survivors, not victims. Each pair takes about eight hours to knit. It's a real labor of love. What do you think of something like this? Color-wise? So Pat Moeller stepped in to help. She happened to be in front of me in the buffet line, and I said, if you need any help knitting, I would be happy to. And she's doing the biggest sizes, so you know she's a good knitter. (laughs) When fellow resident Bernice Dufour found a lump on her breast... I didn't want any nonsense. I said just... Lop it off. Medicare covered the cost of the silicone prosthetic she holds in her hand, which usually costs more than $200 per breast. I weighed it on my postal scale, weighs two pounds, and it was hot in the summer, and it could even be cold in the winter. I don't think anybody would choose this. Since she was introduced to Buster's, she says this breast sits in a box. Now I have a much better choice, and I'm sticking with it. A basket full of thank you notes with gratitude from recipients usually comes with donations that, so nice. that go towards sponsoring another woman's pair, from one survivor to another. There's life after breast cancer. As for Pat Anderson, in a career that dates back more than 50 years, she says Busters is her final project. How many almost 89-year-old women can say that they're still doing something that makes a difference? And much like the 60-40 acrylic nylon blend chosen for its strength and its softness, these survivors exude that same resilience, creating a product that is built to last (laughs) down to the final thoughtful stitch. That story from KPBS's Maya Trabolsi. And by the way, busters are free for any breast cancer survivor who would like a pair. If you want a free pair of busters, or if you can help with some of the knitting, you can email Pat at spinshuttlestudio at gmail.com. And that's it for the podcast today. KPBS Midday Edition is airing a special today, but they will be back tomorrow at noon on KPBS Radio. In the meantime, you can still catch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.